You're watching the Tesla Life with your host, Mark Bogler. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tesla Life number 287. Here we are, last show of 2022, the 28th of December. Welcome, everyone, to the show. Um, yeah, I guess this is a New Year's Eve show. Uh, hello to Anders and Hockey Day and David, who have joined the chat room right away. And uh, with us, as always, uh, co-host, uh, we have Mr. Patrick Connor joining us from the West Coast. How are you today, sir? Hello, hello. I'm good. Uh, you guys did a great show without me last week. And uh, the, the show before that, I missed the uh, first two minutes. So uh, I'm, I'm here on, and, and on time. Whoa, what a crazy <laughs> world this is. Uh, and since, since I have missed the last two weeks, um, I haven't got to say uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci is a hero. Anybody who says otherwise is an idiot. <laughs> And we he also gave that guy his time piece back. Domains. <laughs> uh, anyway, yep, thanks. It so no uh, should be a great fun. show. No Festivus hangover, Patrick? <laughs> no, no. I uh, I was not injured during feats of strength. <laughs> I aired all the grievances. It's <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Also joining us as per usual, Mr. Casey Green, co-host from the D.C. area. Well, actually, parts unknown. Parts unknown. <laughs> How are you? Who knows where we'll be in another couple of days? Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's starting to warm up finally. Uh, we're thawing out. Uh, I, I, I ran into my my Tesla usually does decent in in, in frozen weather, and uh, it did not do so well this time because we got a sprinkling of rain right before the temperatures dropped sixty degrees, and uh, <laughs> Uh, the uh, the frameless windows they don't they don't care for uh, not having the windows drop, and then the uh, the auto folding mirrors they they normally do fine in the cold, but not when there's a layer of moisture inside. Yeah, uh, no, thankfully ice, ice everywhere. That's for sure. Yeah, thankfully, thankfully mine is is black in color, so uh, the mirrors were able to heat up even though it was only twenty eight degrees Fahrenheit, which is still below freezing, and uh, <laughs> uh, they were able to unthaw. And then I when they came out, I told them don't fold in. Then I got an update, and then the driver one folded in. Thankfully, it did not freeze back. <laughs> yes, indeed. And be both thankful that you're not spending your time in Buffalo over the past few days. Uh, sure. They've had a crazy winter storm uh, with the, uh, with the uh, winds coming off Lake Erie and uh, putting a nice thick coating of ice uh, on anyone that's uh, within a few miles of the shoreline. So uh, I've heard of some folks where their apartment complex had contracted towing uh, places, and the National Guard issued the tower, or the, not the tower, the uh, plow uh, had issued uh, issued them a thousand dollar ticket for being out in the uh, in the no drive. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been the a crazy plow. couple yeah, of days for there. Make it safe to drive later. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's get to it because we've got a ton of news. Uh, not a surprise there. Uh, and I think what we'll start with uh, tonight is uh, let's talk of some price drops and some unique opportunities for Tesla potential buyers that are if have been find one. Fits. <laughs> so we've got um, we've got this story that uh, comes to us uh, from uh, Tesla Rati and. Uh, this just kind of is, I guess, uh, it's it's pointing out some of the obvious things that we've seen lately, of course, with the $7,500 drop in the U.S. when it comes to uh, Model uh, 3 and Y pricing lately, uh, which we probably know why that is. We're, we're guesstimating it's got something to do with the uh, tax credit that's going to roll out as of January the 1st. Mm -hmm. So we got some people that are holding off buying until that tax credit there, Tesla's put this in place to promote them to, come on, take the car, take it now, because we've got we've got year end coming up, we wanna get rid of these cars, and we've got more that are filling the back lots after they go. So uh, yeah. they're trying to move anything that they actually can. But even more interesting in this story yeah. is that they're talking about maybe the bubble has bursted somewhat, for Tesla pricing on used cars. Uh, uh, yes. 
And we have seen this now for, man, it's been a number of quarters, uh, if not a few years now, where yeah. Tesla prices on used Teslas have stuck right up there almost with new car pricing. Yes. And uh, yeah. for, for certain models, like my, mine and Patrick's car, man, we didn't get any good offers for ours. <laughs> my yeah. There was a time where used ones were going for more than new ones. Yes. Take delivery immediately and people didn't want to wait and were an impatient species. <laughs> That's true. And, of, and of course, that was fueling the gray market as far as I could understand. It was that uh, people were ordering a few Teslas and mm -hmm. then flipping them as soon as they got yes. them and mm -hmm. getting a few extra grand for each car uh, or however much the market would bear. So. Right. And of course, that drives up the prices for everybody, because you know you're you're getting this this common amount that uh, people are just keep continually asking. Now, <clears throat> this was really, I would say, exacerbated because what happened was we had the fuel crisis, where we had the prices of fuel going through the roof, and we had a whole bunch of people that were saying, "I want to get on this EV train now because I don't want to pay." six dollars a gallon for fuel or yes. in their area four dollars a gallon for fuel whatever it was so so that was pushing the prices up artificially higher as well uh so this demand bubble looks like it might have popped because as this article states they've seen a drop in the average uh, cost of a, a used tesla about 17 percent uh drop so 70 or 17 17 one seven okay okay <laughs> so so that is you know that's that's at least moving in the right direction for people that are looking for a used vehicle because of course mm -hmm. the normal used car market uh if you're looking to buy used uh, you can expect about a 50 percent drop in price over three years for a normal car tesla has never con conformed to that uh, model but <clears throat> lately it was more than a new price so there certainly um, is a is a step in a positive direction if you're looking for a Tesla, uh, because some some people have uh, were priced right out of the market uh, when right. it came to a used mm -hmm. vehicle. With yeah, the start of COVID, uh, used car prices in general went up. Tesla has uh, it was more of a problem and and persisted longer because of all the reasons that you just mentioned. Yeah, go ahead, Casey. Yeah, I, I expected. Uh, that Tesla would come out with uh, with this uh, pseudo tax break thing, and I was a little disappointed when it came out at thirty seven fifty. It's like you're you're saying that people are complaining and, and trying to hold back, but you're not giving them the full seventy five hundred. That's an incentive. And then then when they did open it up, all of a sudden now when you're looking online for cars to qualify, which is Model Y and Model Three in stock, you're starting to find that they're or nothing for 200 miles, no matter what, yeah. what zip code you look in. So my yeah. tip to you, this is you, you want one and you want it before that goes away, especially <laughs> if you won't qualify for the tax credit uh, credit because of either not enough or too much income. Um, contact your local Tesla sales person and, and have them search and they could probably find one. Uh, don't ask them to ship it because that's going to be a problem. So ask them where it is and then give them your deposit and then go to the car and pick it up before uh, midnight. Uh, the end of New Year's Eve, because that's the only way you're going to get this. I was just reading uh, on Twitter about a guy who uh, his car got held up with the weather and Tesla's trying to get the money back from him because they know it's not going to happen in time. And uh, I was sitting there thinking, <laughs> man, why don't you just go and pick it up? But Right, 7500 bucks. Uh, that'll buy a plane ticket or whatever. Or <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And then, then you don't have to wait on it. Because remember, uh, for uh, the cars that qualify naturally by, by being in next year, uh, they've pushed back the decision on what actually qualifies until March. So mm -hmm. uh, we don't know if cars in the first quarter will count and they'll go retro, or we don't, we don't know what's going to even qualify. I mean, we, we have our feelings about what should, because when you look at how it's structured, but until you see your car on the list, you can't count on that money. Uh, but this is already there if you can find a car. Right. Yeah. Seventy. Well, also, ten thousand free supercharger off. miles for all new Teslas in stock, including S and X, but not the seventy-five hundred. Sorry. Right. Yeah. This the seventy-five hundred dollars off direct from Tesla is so much better than the tax credit, just because, like you said, with the tax credit, you might not have enough tax liability, and so you don't get all of it. You might make too much money, and then you don't qualify for it. 
not only that, you have to wait until you do your taxes for the following year so you don't get it back right away. So you might be waiting more than a year to get it. There, there uh, are ways you can get it instantly, but then if you do it instantly and don't qualify, they may still try and claw it back under uh, many circumstances. Okay. Yeah, under the old program, there was no yeah, the old program was, option. Oof, yeah, was not fun. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I didn't know that you could get it instantly now. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That helps. <clears throat> and I understand that... This, Unless you try uh, to get it back at the end of the year after you spend this, <laughs> this move out of present inventory has been so successful, they've even started to uh, get rid of uh, demo and floor models. Yeah. Uh, yep. So they've they really have, uh, they're clearing house. Uh, so mm -hmm. they, they figured, well, we got this offer in until the end of the year. We've made it public. Let's get rid of everything we can. <laughs> so they're clearing it right to the walls if they've Indeed. got anything available uh, and uh, moving those models out to the public uh, immediately. Yeah. Which is Anderson's a good idea. Uh, they Anderson's need to refresh I, those every once in a while anyway. I'm sorry, yeah. James, go ahead. <laughs> Anders says, I hope this comes to Sweden. Um, if you guys offer any incentives, I'm sure they will, because right now they're doing a very similar thing in China. And uh, that one is actually extending through the uh, end of the new year. Um, I think just by a couple of days, it's it's, it's coinciding with a Chinese um, similar program to what we've got going on in the States, just to keep people off the fence, keep them from holding on and clear out that inventory. Now, I've seen a lot of uh, the analysts uh, say that, oh, this means that uh, this means that Tesla can't sell the car. So they had to put uh, they had to put um uh, discounts on them. It's it's not really that. When you've got all these people who know that they have a chance of qualifying and they can wait seven days to pick mm -hmm. up their car, right. I, I would do it. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Thousand bucks a day? Let me think hard. Uh... Right. <laughs> but you tell me I can get it now? I'm going to pick up the car. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so yeah, they, oh, they, they, have, they have not enough cars. <laughs> or they, they, they can't keep the car. The, Whatever the excuse was, you know, the, 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 nobody wants the cars. So, oh my goodness, they, they didn't make enough. <laughs> so, so with Casey's point about them not knowing what the credit is going to be at the beginning of January, that's been pushed back. The decision's been pushed back. I wonder if this offer would continue. I wonder I if they're going to so. be a modification to this. I don't think so because mm. the uh, the first quarter is typically pretty soft for Tesla anyway, and because they're rebuilding uh, from like because they do this every year they sell out end of year blow everything. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. If if there was like a like that that car hanging from Giga Giga um, Austin, they might have taken that down and sold it. Yeah. <laughs> Replaced it with a model. Yeah. yeah. Can I buy Elon's Roadster in space? Come on. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so so they they might just let that lie, and then also the fact that. Um, that there's a very strong chance that this will retro back to January 1st. It's right. not a guarantee. Don't take, we're not accountants. We're not tax people. Uh, we're just telling you what we can see and, and, and giving you the pointer you need to take to your tax professional. Um, but since there is a chance that it could be retro to January 1st, uh, I don't know that Tesla's going to continue this, but if we get there and then they, you know, cause surely they know more about what's going on than we do as somebody would have to actually give the instant credit because uh, they're, a dealer, uh, <laughs> um, they'll have a little more insight to it than we will. And if, if they think it's going to slow down their sales in the first quarter, they might continue again. But again, this is what we keep saying about Tesla. You see something you like, get it while it lasts. Because uh, mm -hmm. those same people that uh, the day after the uh, the announcement came out said, ah, we'll think about it, blah, blah, blah. They turn around, oh, you don't have any red ones. Oh, oh, you don't have any blue ones. And then three days later, oh, we don't have any. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So uh, yeah, the, the, that's that's been a reoccurring theme. If you see something you like, uh, grab that deal while you can, uh, because yeah. it may not be around tomorrow. Uh, and this this certainly is one of those uh, options. And as Casey has mentioned, if you do spot something on the website, uh, consider putting your deposit down and flying to that uh, site, uh, because right. you got to pick it up before the end of the year. Otherwise, it does not count. Right. So, also, like I said, uh, reach out to Tesla sales. Uh, personnel if you don't see something they might be able to find you something hey we found one in hawaii mm -hmm. all right i'll fly out to hawaii and then i'll charter a ferry i don't i don't care uh, <laughs> make sure that your ferry costs less than 7500 with the plane ticket. Yeah, shipping from hawaii might be a little more than <laughs> some other spots much. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to put that out there and, and needs, their, needs to swap cars back Maui. trade with them <laughs> oh that's where my car is i guess i'm just gonna have to move darn <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Andrew says, uh, from what he sees, the prices here are the same. We have a bonus malice system, but changes should have made it so that it doesn't apply to 
cards more expensive than ah that could be why also one other thing to point out is if you receive cars from giga shanghai uh they are about to prepare for their uh chinese new year at the end of january so uh, that factory may take a little longer than typical to replenish the channel. Uh, they did run pretty far out up until uh, last week, and we saw the same thing at Fremont right after uh, Christmas Eve uh, and Christmas uh, and after Christmas Day. That lot was full. It doesn't usually get full overnight, mm -hmm. and uh, and they mm -hmm. were pumping them out again for the end of the quarter as well as getting them in the ships for uh, for the next quarter after that. Yeah. Next, uh, speaking of Fremont, uh, this story comes uh, from the Fremont factory, uh, or not, ne not necessarily the, the factory itself as we think of it. There's several buildings on the Fremont lot, uh, yeah. several different buildings that go to adjacent streets, which they classify as Fremont factory regardless. Uh, so there's a few different avenues and streets that have other buildings that Tesla loans or operates. And this, uh, this story was about... Uh, Tesla asking uh, for more permits uh, for one of those buildings that was just off of the main uh, factory uh, where they are now increasing uh, the uh, build of um, batteries. So we know about the Cato Road uh, location, again, in Fremont area uh, that mm -hmm. uh, started the development of the 4680s and uh, the machinery that was using them. Well, apparently uh, they've decided that they're going to increase uh, a battery line or two for cell production uh, at uh, Fremont and enable it to, of course, supply the factory that's right beside it. So this uh, permit that they applied for was a spend of about $1.5 million uh, for a line or two uh, that's going to be at this uh, facility uh, that's close to the factory. So we know that the, all the new gigafactories, Berlin, uh, Texas, any new ones that are opening, uh, Shanghai, they've all got the capability or building the capability of producing their own cells on site or beside the site in order to supply it. Um, so uh, this is more evidence uh, that they're kind of upgrading Fremont to allow them to do that here as well. Yeah. Also, um, on that same subject, Elon had tweeted that... Uh... Uh, they've hit a new milestone for 4680 production. That's uh, right. Uh, is that one of the tweets we're going to share today? You're sharing it right now. Oh, okay. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, what would, does anybody remember the exact number? Uh, Elon tweets too much for me to go find it. It was uh, 880,000. <laughs> Almost a million cells. Individual uh, canisters of the 4680s, which apparently will produce about 1,000 vehicles. That's not bad. And, uh, and then we also saw in Austin uh above the lunchroom like they've been collecting 468 what, what we assume to be 4680 packs like they're assembled into packs they're ready to go and they're just chilling and uh that that could be maybe they were going to uh, upswing into uh, more model y um gigacast but i'm speculating that they might be for the first couple runs of cybertruck like for the crash tests and the the, the party cars because it's close enough what better time to find out if they work before you smush them up? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is pretty exciting. I, I, they've been talking about Fremont. Uh, what was the quote? They're uh, pushing up against the glass in the fishbowl. So I'm yes. actually surprised to see that they're doing anything more in, in Fremont. Well, it's got to um, look like and... an alien dreadnought. Stuff's got to be hanging <laughs> from the ceiling. <laughs> so this must be a, a, a building off to the side that they really couldn't do something else with. Otherwise, yeah. why not expand to Cato Road or, or somewhere else? Right. And uh, yeah, so this is this is good news that the 4680s coming along. We saw all the things at Battery Day where it looks like this is going to not, not be revolutionary, but but an incremental advancement in battery technology. And that's exactly how we got here was uh, over the last decade. We've been making these incremental improvements uh, way back when uh, 2010. Most EVs, non-Teslas, uh, were you know less than 100 miles range. Now, yeah. uh, almost all of them are 200 plus. Uh, and so, so this is this is great to see. Move the needle forward. Move the ball yeah. just another yard. Keep going. How um, how many of the uh, percentage of the improvements uh, that, that we saw at Battery Day do you think we'll see in the 4680s that are destined for Cybertruck? That's a good question. We saw so, uh, last week or the week before we talked about that they they actually were a little bit less dense. 
the right on on the Model Y that we saw that Monroe tore apart. Not necessarily all forty six enemies. Right. Yeah. So that'll be a good question because uh, they've got you know I don't know how long until Cybertruck comes out, um, anywhere from six months to a year, and uh, th they're going to continue to to make improvements on the forty six eighty and, and uh, the Cybertruck itself. <laughs> I think, just like the other vehicles, I think, Casey, that they're not going to get to a final formula or chemistry uh, yeah. before Cybertruck starts. I think there's going to be some improvements as Cybertruck starts to roll out as well, because that vehicle is going to be using the batteries in a different way. New pack, larger pack, <clears throat> different charging architecture, uh, curve, all of that yeah. is going to come into play. So... I think uh, that they're going to be tweaking the formula of the 4680 for some time to come. In fact, I believe they're probably, maybe they're tweaking it for each different vehicle that goes I think out. So, yeah. yeah, I, I wouldn't mm. be surprised to see that we uh, that we get the exact same cells that we had in the Model Y, but just filled up more. And and the, 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 remember, they gave us a, a target of you know 500 plus. So what if it's 510 when it ships, and what if it's 600 uh, two years from now? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's probably that uh, that ability uh, because I, I, I think the 4680. I know it's been more problematic for Tesla than what they had hoped. They oh, obviously yeah. are behind schedule with it. There's a number of things that have shown us over the past year that they're not up to spec or not not up to time period that they expected things to be done in. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, going to be an ongoing thing. I just hope that um, they're at like a spec the good enough that they can start with the Cybertruck and not have to retrofit a, you know, a 2170 into yeah. it uh, and then switch part way through. I, I hope they can start that with the 4680 and roll it uh, forward with just incremental changes to the pack or the cells themselves. Yeah. the biggest, I don't think it biggest... would be tragic if they had to though, because no, it you, be you know tragic. that they have that. Yeah. They have that as a contingency. They've, yeah. they've built battery packs that can handle either one. Uh, and, and I'm sure it's, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, 18 months from now we see the semi trucks switch over when they are starting to ramp volumes much much higher. So uh, it it uh, I don't think it's I think it can, they can make it work either way. Yeah, it's just that to do a structural 2170 is going to cost them money they didn't need to spend because uh, right. depending on how you your, your your equipment handles that it might not handle both and if it doesn't handle both you have to just throw it away. Uh, if it does handle both then you have to take time to reconfigure it when, once everything's ready. Uh, and the biggest clue that we saw that they aren't running on any sort of schedule that they are happy with is when they brought the 2170s to uh, Austin. It, it, mm -hmm. From what they told us, they didn't really even want to put it in Berlin, but uh, they were going to start right. Berlin with 2170s and switch it to 4680s. And one, it had 2170s there, and two, uh, the only 4680s we've seen in Berlin were like tests. And uh, so right. it, like it looks like if everything was according to schedule, they would have had 4680s from the start at that factory as well, and and they didn't. Mm -hmm. Most likely, and that's just one clue. Yeah, agreed. <clears throat> Next, uh, Norway uh, has broken a record. Tesla has broken a record. That in one was Norway. cool. Uh, and this, of course, um, was uh, that uh, they have uh, a long-standing car sales record in Norway uh, for the number of cars sold within. Uh, I guess a 12-month period that um, has been held by the VW Bug for a long, long 1969. time. 1969. 1969 it's been held since. 53 uh, years? Yeah, <laughs> quite some time there. And uh, Tesla just managed to uh, break that record uh, just uh, this this past month. So they've surpassed that uh, with the month, month ending in November. Yes. There were there were actually two records. There was one uh, that was like sixteen nine ninety, and there was another one that was like seventeen oh one. I'm suspecting that uh, that the sixteen nine nine ninety was when they announced it, and the seventeen is when they did the uh, end of the month totals. And so I would say that both of them are probably legit numbers. But here's the thing: uh, at the time they reported it, Tesla was only like three units away from the second number. So I, I think they got it. And the year wasn't <laughs> over, so right? I mean, it's going to be. And the year's not over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Norway's been such a such a feather in Tesla's cap uh, for mm -hmm. such a long time. Uh, at this point, you would think that every every third car sold in uh, Norway <laughs> would be Tesla because 
they per capita, I think they they hold the record uh, for number of Teslas. Uh, they the, also uh, the record in Italy. Yeah, so it's it's something that um, and Germany is records uh, <laughs> is uh, not a surprise to us anymore. In fact, we really don't report on records all that much because they're so commonplace at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, Why? <laughs> But Norway certainly a uh, big plus for them, uh, yeah. beating that record uh, from such a long, long time ago. Yeah, and you guys remember when we were introduced to Model Y? It was a dark blue one shoved in the corner in the shadows. Like, oh, this one doesn't <laughs> matter. And here it is, breaking records worldwide. Right. <laughs> Which is exactly what we said. You know, Musk doesn't seem very excited about it, but that car is going to be their most important one in years to come. Yeah. Here we are. Yep. And speaking of Europe, another story of interest, uh, Tesla has started to add third-party charging networks to the navigation system in Europe. Yes, So uh, and this Israel. Is, this is brand yeah. new, uh, where uh, this is not happening anywhere else. Uh, and of course, there is the caveat that uh, in Europe, uh, Tesla uses a standardized uh, CCS cord uh, for, for plugging. I, not I not in all European data from, locations, but yeah. in the majority of them. Yeah, I think they're mm -hmm. collecting the data for North America. And then I bet you there's a flag set for whether it was with the CCS adapter or if it was the uh, the NAX connector. Um, the thing with the NAX is only Tesla speaks Tesla protocol. Uh, all the other non-Tesla NAX co connections use CCS. So for Patrick and I to bring our Model Xs, we're going to need to get our retrofit kit, even if we don't use the adapter just to use the, 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 the what looks like the Tesla plug on the third-party chargers. Yeah. Uh, so what's cool with this one is they have to have at least one compatible connector. So in Europe, that's easy because yep. CCS2. <laughs> yep. uh, but here, it's going to be Nex uh, or, or you know the CCS adapter sort of thing. But they, that's not exactly straight compatible. Not everybody's got that. But if you don't have the programming, you can't use it. Uh, then they need to be frequently used by Tesla once every uh, once every four days for the for the sixty day qualifying period. Then they have to have an average success rate of ninety percent or higher, and they will be immediately removed from the program if during fourteen day period they drop below seventy percent success rate, or um, they don't have a Tesla charging session for the article doesn't say. I think it's like. 20 days, days or something. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot longer than, than 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 they had to maintain to get it. It's like qualifying for right. YouTube. <laughs> so like, once you yeah. got it, they'll let you stay for a while. But if you still get real bad, they'll kick you out. So I'm really excited about this program because yes. one of the big problems, the reason that, that I drive a Tesla is that they have the only reliable network out there. Yeah, we saw that this week. <laughs> networks are, are just so bad. Yes. And uh, so this puts some reliability criteria in there. If you yeah. have a charging network, you want to sell electricity to EVs. That's how you make money with it. Or at least minutes and, if you're in a state where you can't sell electricity. Yes, yeah, either way, you're selling your product, whether it's access or, yeah, okay. And um, that means that, that Tesla vehicles are, depending on what market, 70% of the vehicles on the road. So if yes. you show up in their system, you're gonna, that's, that's money, baby. Especially and if you're so, near one that, that has a wait time. <laughs> right. We're like today, a lot of these networks, they get incentives to put them in the ground. Once they're planted, they don't care. Maintenance is not, there's no incentive for them to do maintenance, which is just right. ridiculous. And not to, just maintenance. To, I don't even have to put a compelling unit into the ground. It just has to meet the bare minimum and that might right. not be worth a road trip. Well, they, yeah. they of course may be chasing government incentives at the beginning, yes. right? Uh, yeah, but that's right. not going to cut it, as Patrick has mentioned, going forward. Their, their right. job is to sell electricity. That's how they make reoccurring revenue. And if they are mm -hmm. not operating, how are they going? They're not benefiting anybody, themselves, right. the public, right. anyone. Well, I mean, if their only goal was to take the government money, they got their thing. So so uh, a couple of our friends, including uh, Kyle Connor, went out and, uh, and, and documented uh, all the yes. stations that can't handle cold temperatures. Kyle mm -hmm. even pointed out one that that uh, that that is a really cool concept. It's it's battery backed. It's got 180 kilowatt hours of battery, but it doesn't work. So, and not yeah. that it doesn't work because it's cold. This one was in Florida. It just doesn't work. Period. It's never worked. Thankfully, the owner knew that and they put it on plug chair. But I mean, yeah. So this could actually be the thing that makes it worthwhile for them to care if they have the right uptime or not, uh, because if and they right get plug. listed. They, they, they get paid. If they get delisted, that's going to hurt. 
So now all of a sudden they have a real good reason to, to keep it operational. And uh, whenever I was charging at a non-Tesla station, I would be going to PlugShare and I would be looking, okay, when's the last time somebody used this? Was it successful? And, and I wouldn't go to someplace unless I could tell that it had been used recently and worked because right. so many of them were out. And, and that's just, you can't expect normal, um, you know, not tech forward people to check an app and plan their route and make sure that they have a backup. And yeah. that's just not, and now the cars, cars are, are supposed to be a, a convenience. <laughs> yeah. So now the yeah. car is doing all the right things for you. This is a great move. And, and uh, I hope it brings about the, the right thing because yeah, I hope it helps bring about a future free from fossil fuels. Thank you, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I thought about, uh, kind of partly devil's advocate, partly smart business is, all right, so you own a Tesla, right? And you own one of these stations. Plug it in every day for 60 days to make sure it succeeds. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Because then you're going to know, I mean, you sound like you're gaming the system, but you're not. You're making you're sure the thing works for other people to come it and use the, it. The map, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Do it. If that's, you know, if that's where you work, plug in and make sure that everybody knows it works every day. Yeah. Don't let it fall below the 60 days and or the, the 20 days and don't let it uh, during the 60 days. Don't let it fall below the four days. Right. Like, hey, I know, I know you got Saturday off, but could you come in and plug in for five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> no long weekends for you. You got to come in. Speaking of uh, let's move on to the next story. Casey's got it about Megapacks. Yes, Megapacks. Uh, well, if you want one, you can't get one. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be until quarter three of 2024 uh, before you can get a delivery. I, uh, I was playing around with the uh, uh, configurator to be sure, and uh, I found out how much they charge for installation, which is not much, a couple hundred grand. And well, that's all as low as, yeah, and get them as low as like $1.6 million up to over $2 million, depending on uh, what which unit you want? In fact, the smaller units were actually more expensive than the big units. So I guess you get a, a quantity discount, mm -hmm. and uh, that was pretty impressive. We looked at Lathrop, and it was a mega charger factory. It's really a gigafactory because of the amount of gigawatt hours of sales it's putting out. And uh, <laughs> right, the gigafactory <laughs> mega charger pack. I'm confused yes. already. I lost it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Lathrop was putting out, I think, 20 packs a day. They said, or 20 packs a week. Either either way, it's a lot of packs, and it's and, and running at that at that level. If they don't increase or they don't add another uh, facility somewhere else, say Buffalo or or, or Sparks again, because Sparks was making the smaller, uh, the they call them mega packs, and the new ones are called Mega Pack XL. Um, so they were making the regular mega packs out of Nevada, and uh, so if they don't <laughs> hey, do Casey. something. Huh? Could could you say they were chain smoking twenty packs a week? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, if they don't do something to increase the output, uh, which is already substantial, uh, then it's not gonna you're not gonna see your pack until quarter three of twenty twenty four if you put your order in right now. And that's 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 good news when you consider what it is Gigapack can do for you. Yes, it actually can prevent smoking. <laughs> right, right. And then uh, I did I did cover uh, last week, uh, the I think it was Tesserati had an exclusive on the only off-grid Megapack. Like there is no, most, most Megapacks are connected to either with a undersized or proper sized connection to the grid, depending on what it is they, they, their, their, their job is. Uh, but this guy, he said, I want one off-grid because I have an off-grid factory. And Tesla told him, hey, it's going to take seven days or more to fill this thing up with your solar cells uh and, and we don't even want to do it because it's off grid we've never done it before he convinced them to do it and then and then they told him about how long it was going to take to fill up seven hours later his solar 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 panels had filled up this mega pack and uh and it, it, the mega pack started shutting off the panels because it was full and off grid so there was nowhere for the energy to go and he, he had nailed the <laughs> sign in the front lawn that said free electricity just bring a container right <laughs> <laughs> and, and so what he's going to do is next year he's probably going to get a grid connection I, I was thinking until i realized that you couldn't get enough mega packs fast i was like why don't you just get another mega pack and expand your factory and then you know, your mm. usage will go up and you'll have more storage but if it's going to be two years before he gets one, then I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty cool story. Mega packs. Yeah. Uh, we, we've seen that's what you really need to be able to put renewables on the grid in significant amounts because uh, you know the wind and and sun are intermittent. But if you have a battery there buffering that, 
it yeah. it handles all that. It can smooth out all those things. It, when when the cloud passes by and the solar drops, well, okay, your battery just fills that in, and you never even notice. Things just work exactly. beautifully. And, and yeah. like we saw at, at the, the Tesla Semi event that we uh, restreamed here, uh, all V4s are going to have, or at least all V4s that are going to be doing semis are going to have mega packs. So they'll be able yes. to charge in the dark. Very cool. Off of sunshine. Yeah, quite and, literally and, in the dark. Like uh, like we saw uh, Patrick made an article about um, on, on carsofcords.net uh, about uh, the they had a, a similar situation to what happened in North Carolina uh, in Mooresville where they sabotaged the substation. Well, they did it a couple times over in Patrick's area. And, well, uh, with battery storage, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that gives you a resilient grid that helps uh, to, to it, a distributed grid is is lot, a lot less vulnerable to these sorts of attacks. Yeah, whether it's Mother Nature with snow and ice and down branches or idiots throwing chains over to try to short things out or shooting it with small caliber weapons. I, I don't understand what they are thinking attacking substations. Uh, there's no way that's ever going to advance their political agenda. But well, they whatever. thought it would stop uh, the one in North Carolina. They thought it would stop the uh, the the uh, the show, and instead the show happened in the dark because people don't have flashlights, right? <laughs> <laughs> don't know what's going yeah. through their heads. Yes. Yeah. Speaking there? of that, uh, we have a new vote that Patrick has got the story about. Go yes. ahead. Oh, which uh, which a new vote? What uh, yes. are you talking about? The California issue. Oh, no. No, no, I know which one we're talking about. <laughs> yes, the new supercharger locations that have been announced. So uh, we, we talked about this a, a few months ago. There was, if you were, if you had a Tesla account, you could go on there and you could vote for where you thought they should have new supercharger locations. And the fall 2022 results are out. They've said which ones are the winners. Not only that, they've opened up the next round of voting. And uh, so you can vote for up to five locations. So uh, go check that out if you haven't done so already. And uh, without further ado, we've got in North America, we've got a couple locations in California, Big Bear Lake. Uh, we've got one in North Carolina, one in Florida, one in Georgia. And then uh, around the world, we've uh, in uh, Europe, we've got one in Italy, two in Germany, one in Hungary. Oh, I should say three in Germany. They uh, really like Germany, I guess. Uh, and then uh, in Asia, we've got uh, four of them in Korea and one in Japan. So yes. that, those were the, the winners. And you can uh, go check out all of those. And the cool thing is um, they're, they're getting feedback from us. And we all know that they need to install more superchargers because they're selling a lot more cars. And the superchargers have been rolling out. Uh, maybe just a little slower than the cars. Not that they're not putting out a lot of them, but uh, uh, we, d we don't want big, long lines. And uh, you, you want them in the places where they're going to be used. So getting this feedback, I think, is a great idea. And not only that, it's not like just whoever votes, whichever one gets it, that's it. Tesla's being smart about it. They're putting up locations where they know it's viable. The, the, it's a select number that they're voted on. They also have their own plans. So if they're already in the works on something, they're not going to accept votes for that location. So it's a, it's a pretty cool system. And uh, I'm glad to see we're getting more supercharging. Yeah. I've, exactly. I've how, many, uh, how many Canadian cities are on that list? Ah. <laughs> you guys can vote. You need to hmm. convince your Man, to vote more. Got to vote yeah. more. Got to figure it out did how say, to vote more. Got to buy yeah. more cars, I guess. A couple of clubs uh, I'm in were. It said I'm North America, but just not really far North America. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, so Southern North America. About oh, North Carolina and, and yeah. Georgia units. <laughs> exactly. Oh, sorry, Mark. Next story. <laughs> on to, on to Texas. Story. Yes. And, uh, this, this story coming from Giga Texas is more about really the Cybertruck, we believe. Uh, we talked mm. about uh, last week uh, spotting some boxes coming in from Hydra and getting set up uh, inside uh, the... Uh, Inside the uh, Gigafactory, uh, the army of drones uh, flying close to the windowsills, picking up that information. And now we see that uh, apparently 66 of the uh, 
of the robots that are used uh, to uh, to be installed on uh, the assembly line have shown up at Giga Texas. So yes. uh, we believe this to be uh, for the Cybertruck line that uh, is beginning to take shape. Obviously, with the Hydra equipment being put into place after the, the pressing and stamping, uh, they're going to need a line of robots to uh, assemble uh, these castings and uh, angular metal exterior uh, into place. So uh, this is uh, more great news uh, for those of us who have a Cybertruck uh, order in waiting. Uh, it looks like uh, we've got some more progress here at Giga Texas, which is fantastic to hear. Yes. I just so, have to say KUKA, so, just because that's a fun word and you skipped it. KUKA robots. KUKA robots. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so this is this is why I suspect that the Cybertruck will be on time. Because, again, uh, this is the company that wanted to save money, so they pulled the phones out of service. What uh, does on time mean for you? On time means that uh, I'm thinking late second quarter, uh, but it'll probably surprise us and be early. Um, Ooh, I hope because you're if, right. If they're not willing to pay for the phones, they definitely aren't going to pay for the engineers and assembly people to <laughs> wait around at the assembly line with nothing to do. They've they've got the giga giga presses arrived. They've got CC6 robots just arrived. Uh, they're they're lining out everything on the floor. Uh, the, the the foundation is is finally in place for the Idra press, the Idra press. And that's what was taking it so long to get from Houston. I mean, why why put a rush on it if if there's no place to actually bolt it in when it gets there? So yeah. It looks like they looks like they finally learned a thing or two about ramping, and then we have the uh, the folks from Giga Shanghai that are in Fremont and uh, Giga Austin to help them with their ramping. So, I think this thing will be the closest we've ever seen to them be on time with a product that wasn't just a, like a tweak. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic uh, to start seeing. Uh... And, and you know Tesla's going to roll out a few of them after, oh, yeah. you know, just the test, uh, just, oh, you know, yeah. just the test vehicles. They'll be parking them outside in the sunshine. You won't yeah. be able to, those mirror finishes, you won't be able to miss them. Uh, like, they'll be blinding the cars off the freeway. Like, right. it's going to be incredible. Yeah, and I I'm can't not wait saying to see the crash test. Like, like they, they, we got a crash system too, yeah. Uh, they're going to roll out slowly, just like we saw at Shanghai, just like we saw at uh, Berlin, and then again in Austin. Uh, I don't think they're going to go as slow as Austin and, and, and Berlin did uh, because those ones were slowed down by external factors. Uh, but Shanghai started started slow as well just so they could, uh, you know, work it at, at human pace and then speed it up, speed it up, and get the robots going as fast as they could go, and then back it back down so they got a good quality. And, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. Shanghai setting records. Now, here's an right. interesting story that uh, comes from California that Patrick's going to tell us a little about, about and it's uh, – it's produced yeah. a little bit of, uh, uh, some people are upset about this. Patrick, what's this about? Yeah, so this is from Tesla Roddy. California passes law banning Tesla from calling software FSD. So uh, the short version is, it's called full self-driving and uh, there are some lawmakers in California that think that is misleading to consumers even if it's qualified with the beta tag. So they had Senate Bill 1398 and it was passed and the governor has signed it into law and it takes effect at the beginning of 2023. So we will see how this plays out. Will Tesla uh, thumb their nose at this and wait for them to get fined somehow? Or uh, will they sue and claim that so, so here's the interesting thing is um, if you look at, let's say, Super Cruise, a competitor's product, okay, what does that imply? It's more you're than going faster than cruise. the speed of sound for a short period of time. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Supersonic cruising. Uh, right. So, or ProPilot. Okay. That implies you have a pilot. And I have an actual pilot in my car. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you can see charged. <laughs> so I, I don't know how Tesla's going to respond to this. It will be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, it, it it makes they want to make sure that it doesn't apply that it's an autonomous vehicle. Well, all of their warnings tell you that it's not. So um, or maybe the they change the, change the name <laughs> to not an autonomous FSD <laughs> in California. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that, that, my my bet is they changed the name to not full self driving yet. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Beta not full self, not right. beta. Kind of like, uh, <laughs> kind of like the uh, boring company, not a flamethrower. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um. So. So uh, this doesn't. Does it, did they say January? I thought it was just really early in in 2023. Uh, the new law takes effect in 2023. So oh, when in 2023? Uh, I thought it was later for yeah, some reason. Um, yeah. So they said I that a, a dealer or manufacturer. This is a quote from the law: A dealer or manufacturer shall not sell any new passenger vehicle that is equipped with any partial driving automation feature or provide any software updates. That's the part right there that's going to get them. Uh, or or other vehicle upgrade that adds partial driving automation feature without at the time of of delivering the upgrade to the vehicle. Providing the buyer or owner with a distinct notice that provides the name of the feature clearly describes the functions and limitations of the feature. So clearly, these politicians think that uh, the people who don't own the car are being confused by what it's called actually freaking matters. Uh, this is why I let yeah. Patrick take the story. I was going to get a little heated on it. So the next part is a manufacturer <laughs> or dealer shall not name any partial driving automation feature or describe any partial driving automation feature in marketing materials using language that implies or would otherwise lead a reasonable person who, who freak is reasonable to believe that the feature allows the vehicle to function as an autonomous vehicle as defined in section 38750 uh, 38, uh, or otherwise has functionality not included in the feature. Uh, so they're saying because it's not done yet. Uh, a violation of this subdivision shall be considered misleading advertisement for the purposes of section 11713, which is where I think, like Mark, that they might sue before they actually comply. Because <laughs> this yeah, is aimed it, at Tesla. <laughs> right. And like I said, it, uh, there's you can't aim it just at Tesla. You can't write laws that say this company has to play by different rules. And I think that oh, a lot I, of the names could be confusing. Yeah. And, and there's no way. So... This is like by people who only read headlines and assume they know the entire article, right? Yes. You have to look at the limitations and features and how it works. You can't just read the name and make assumptions. And people who are actually are using it know these limitations. You drive it, you figure it out, and you don't just assume because it's called FSD beta that that means it's full self-driving. You can go take, take a nap in the back. Um, all the safety data that we've seen shows that Teslas have fewer crashes. And the, the few that they do have make big headlines. But uh, it's not if, even their fault. Like it's like the car was hit by somebody else. Right. I mean and, oh. and even even the cases where they have been at fault or the driver's been at fault, um, percentage wise that is lower than other cars in similar categories. So Absolutely. I mean the, the, uh, one, if, one thing if, they go ahead. I was just gonna say that that's what they need to be looking at. Yeah. It's not they should be looking at what the real problems are, what's causing the real crashes. And a lot of times it's like poor lane markings or signage or other things that, that that's not even related to the cars really themselves. Intersections. The, the yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so there's, there's lots of things they could really do to help. And this law is just hype. And, and I don't, I don't see the point. They're, they're, they also pointed like, as this thing was passing through, they pointed at this guy in Texas who claims that he got the full self-driving beta and that the car got from the on-ramp to the innermost lane, the fast lane, and then slammed on the brakes. Uh, for one, the car is not FSD. So uh, the only time I've seen people confuse it, that actually own it, are, are just when they're trying to get out of getting in trouble for something stupid like this. Because when you consider the fact that FSD, unless you're an employee, does not function on the highway long enough for this to happen. I mean, the, the, you'll see it blip around on, on like if they're doing construction or something, but um, you have navigate on autopilot on, on, on the freeway. <laughs> and that thing is super slow at lane changes. It'll get on the freeway. It'll check around. It'll make sure you're alive. It'll signal. It'll wait three beats and it'll move over. And then it'll do that again several times. Now this is Texas. So this was at least two lane changes at the worst of the roads, but probably closer to eight, depending on what lane uh, what lane we're talking about. So we're talking like you're at the next exit or at least a couple miles down the road before this thing could get over and slam on the brakes. So what likely happened, uh, and we, we won't find out until NHTSA and Tesla say, uh, person uh, got on the freeway, they manually drug it over all the way to over all the lanes, and then automatic uh, emergency braking or collision mitigation braking kicked in and uh, then it was just an eight-car collision. So then seven other people were tailgating this Tesla as it did its thing, and then we had a mess. I'm yeah, not it's, sure what it's, it's something that that I don't understand. Is okay, you make a change to the name. Does that, that doesn't change anything else? That drives the car. 
Like, right. is that is that going to make anyone act differently because the name has changed? The only person is so. the backseat bandit, and he would do it anyway. Yeah, like right. I really, yeah. <laughs> I really don't think that changing it from full self driving to partial self driving or whatever. Uh, David, what does BFD stand for? Let us know. Data <laughs> uh, full it, driving. <laughs> and it, if, if it's if it's making that change in a name and it doesn't affect the driver at all because they're going to be either stupid enough or smart enough to obey the rules and read uh, and accept the terms that they're given at the point of signing up for the beta. What does it matter if the name is different? It, it right. doesn't. Yeah. And then it if makes they are no stupid, difference whatsoever. It solves no problem. Right. And if they are stupid, there's a couple things at play here. The car sees them leave the seat. Uh, the car sees them using the stupid cheat devices now. Um, yeah. The car will turn just... it off. And, and yeah. then if the car fails to do all of this, they are still the responsible driver. So they are still mm -hmm. at, 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 uh, on the hook for whatever happens next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the the fact that Tesla's detecting cheat devices now is just incredible. That they've got some smart software in there, and uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, one, let's one move thing on that, as Casey's before... getting hot under the collar. Yeah. And we, we, yes. We're running it through this. One thing with the new cheat detection: uh, if you find that your car is calling you a cheater and you're not, uh, when you turn the car on, put in your pin to drive if you have one, and then shift into driver reverse. Don't touch the wheel. Hold the brake. And then after the car shows you that it's in gear, then touch the wheel, and uh, and you should have less false cheating messages. And the other thing you can do is just fiddle with the volume. Um, I mean, if before they were doing it by torque oh, sensing, well, there's that, but, can, but I mean, like some people are, are yeah, getting strikeouts. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, because you had some pressure on there and it zeroed with that, and so then the calibration is weird. And yeah, uh, yeah. So Casey's right, but I'm just saying. Don't always just depend on the torque sensor. Try some other things that you don't normally do, and that will also help it figure out that you're really there and have the wheel. Yeah. And then if you've got a camera watching you, that helps too. <laughs> yes. But, but we don't. <laughs> okay, Mark, we can move on. Things, Sorry. Speaking of watching things, Casey's got our next story, uh, and uh, this would uh, this would really grab your attention if you saw this on the road, wouldn't it? Uh, which one are we talking about? <laughs> the hearse? Oh, yes. Okay. Because I wasn't sure which order. So the, the, the Tesla hearse, uh, we've seen a couple of them. They were all based on Model S. Some were less attractive than others. But uh, now we've got one based on a Model 3, which yeah. so that's is new. still less attractive than the Model S's, but it's not terrible. <laughs> Look at that. If you got to go out, go out in style. Trying to try that. <laughs> the last Look ride. Look what they did to the rear door. We like, gave it a hatch. That is bizarre. <laughs> it is uh, bizarre. And, and I get arrow wheels on my way out, man. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy looking. The so, uh, well, you want to get good mileage on your way out, I guess. So you need the arrow wheels. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is something. Um, like from that photo, does it look like the rear door is like a, a gate? It's yeah. not even, that's not the front door. No, it's not the front door. That's like a toolbox or something. Yeah, it's like uh, they put like the it's like a to utility put door. Yeah, <laughs> let's make sure the the lid's closed. <laughs> ah, that, this is right. This is where it's different than the others. It's no not just a one-off project. The company's now making the vehicle to order. The other three yes. that we saw were all uh, one-off custom builds for particular funeral homes. I don't think you can do FSD with this one, so California is okay with it. Uh, no, wait, no, maybe. Look, the, the sensors are in the right place. They didn't touch the sensors. Oh. <laughs> they'll, be just, they'll be just putting the coffin in the back and then just saying, take me to here, and away right. it goes. And then your family will meet you there. I, yeah. I like that they went with like the, uh, was it uh, Rolls-Royce uh, with the starlight? Got the starlight yeah, roof. That, yeah. As if you could see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my nice goodness. view for your last ride right 5,600 euros uh, or 52,000 euros I'm sorry progressive funeral homes I guess yes I mean Crazy. I would want my family to put me in, a, in an electric car on the way out yeah well would, it's uh, different for us because we're alive and kicking and driving them every day so it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's a bit different but maybe maybe it's a three door a Derek it's a three door maybe that's a statement on the way out it said listen I've driven electric my whole life uh, I'm going out that way too. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. After driving electric for years, I wouldn't want to have my last ride be one that's polluting and killing other people. I'm already dead. I don't need to pollute right. anymore. I mean, that reminds <laughs> me of when we lost my grandfather. He um, uh, he liked Ford, Ford vehicles and uh, they put him, I don't know if it was a Chevy or a Dodge uh, when they took him from the farm. And I was like, man, I'm glad he can't see this. <laughs> he would be upset. <laughs> Uh, uh, the first thing he told me about my Prius at the time, he's like, man, it's great on gas, but it's not Ford tough. <laughs> yeah, brand loyalty. Some people right. exactly. have it. Yeah. To the end. To the end. Yeah. Next story. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Now, we always hear about this usually uh, when it comes to Thanksgiving in the southwest of the United States, where there seems to be an issue with uh, supercharge being overcrowded. And of course, this has happened to a lot lesser uh, amount this year uh, in the Southwest. We didn't hear about lines. We didn't hear about uh, Tesla having to show up with a, a semi flatbed uh, with a number of uh, temporary chargers mounted on them with a battery pack or a mega pack. Um, those stories have. really have disappeared this year. Uh, it hasn't stopped yeah. because we've seen the influx of new superchargers being built on the I-5 corridor or the Pacific Coast Highway Corridor, or uh, the other other major Northwest corridors in California. But uh, this story comes to us from the UK, uh, where we've got uh, a photo uh, off our Twitter feed, uh, which shows uh, a lineup of cars. And I've looked this up on the map. Um, apparently, it's a location that is uh, north of Manchester, uh, heading towards Scotland uh, on a main uh, M road uh, in England. And uh, this particular supercharger, there's only one on the road. It looks like it's a halfway point between the north and the central part of uh, the UK. And uh, and that that is just a recipe for trouble, as we used to see back in the old days, you know, on the I-5 or the... Uh, What's the other one? The, the 104, 105, something. <laughs> it's not the Pacific Coast Highway, but the other one. Um, yeah. We used to see this. Uh, and mm -hmm. this is just a recipe that uh, we've seen before. But the great news is, is that Tesla is getting this data. They mm -hmm. understand that this supercharger is being overrun. And they will move to put chargers on top and below, uh, north and south of this charger, uh, when it comes to uh, next year, so yeah, or as well expand that one, double the, the size. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, if they exactly. another forty uh, stations there. That'll make a big difference. That's yeah. right. So, so this is something uh, that uh, you know it, it's certainly a pain if you're doing the holiday travel, but it's also telling us another thing is that the Tesla brand is increasing rapidly in the UK. Uh, mm -hmm. There's more and more people purchasing uh, these cars and taking them on longer and longer trips. So the spacing of the superchargers on certain M roads are going to become important uh, as the days go along. And uh, certainly when it comes to holidays like Christmas in the UK, where it's mm -hmm. one of their largest holidays and it's a travel holiday for them, uh, similar to, to Canada really, uh, because we're, we follow pretty closely along with the British side of things when it comes to holidays so that is a that is something that it, it's a pain point to start with in this article they talked about cars having to wait uh for five other vehicles to charge ahead of them uh, we understand that but at least at least tesla is getting that data and we know with what happened in california with the uh, thanksgiving rush that they've been able to push out that network make it larger add extensions to existing superchargers, add new superchargers. So I think that uh, we may see a, a big difference uh, starting next year uh, if they can add one or two or one extension uh, for that uh, particular area. But definitely, uh, if you look at the map of the UK, you can definitely see this one road uh, is about, you know, north-south road, <clears throat> excuse me, is uh, something that uh, Tesla's most likely being alerted about uh you know as soon as it happened yeah and one other thing with this is when your car pushes the charge limit down to 80 percent uh if you don't need the extra 10 percent, don't push it back up um mm -hmm. the reason they do that is that's when the car starts to slow down in charge and at that point right. you should be able to make it to the next station and 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 
the, the less people charging slowly, the more customers that can get through the station. So, I mean, there are legitimate reasons to, like if you're towing or if that's the town you're going to be done in, uh, to to push it back. But if you're continuing on your journey, the, the trip planner already knows that it's done this to you. Yeah. So it's already adjusted. So just unless the you'll sometimes see this where the trip planner, uh, where it pushes down, the trip planner will charge through anyway. Uh, you'll just listen to the trip planner. But if it says you have enough to continue your journey and it stops at 80, just unplug it and go on. And then uh, Mark's got a picture for us here. There you go. The lineup of cars. So yeah. one of the things that Tesla's done in the past is they have those um, mobile units where they can uh, take a mega pack on the back of a truck and some superchargers hanging off it and set up a temporary spot. Yeah. So uh, that's something that they could do for the holidays and spots where they haven't been able to build out yet, but the year before it was it was had this kind of setup. So that's another another thing they can do. Yeah, we, we see them do that when they know something's coming, but uh, right. I'm guessing they didn't expect this because, you know, things were a little different for the last three years. <laughs> and if you want to check it out yourself uh, on the map, uh, the uh, <clears throat> supercharge.info uh, map, uh, just look up the Penrith uh, UK, P-E-N-R-I-T-H, and you'll, you'll see the bottleneck. There you go. Very good. <clears throat> With that, I think we'll uh, wrap it up this evening. Uh, we certainly want to wish everyone a happy holiday and uh, shortly a happy new year, uh, which is coming up uh, real soon now. And uh, uh, to help us out, uh, please uh, press that uh, like button. Give us a thumbs up. Press that subscribe if you haven't already. That's going to help us out as well. And uh, with that, um, Casey, have you got a you got a show coming up uh, in the new year or yeah. right on the new year, don't you? Right on the new year. I've got a new year show right here at YouTube.com at Casey Green. And uh, we'll be doing um, this. Uh, I might have some co-hosts. I may not. Uh, we'll see. And it's going to be not just Tesla because, you know, we've got this. So you don't need a double dose mm -hmm. of Tesla every week. Uh, but I do touch on Tesla stuff that happened after this show. Uh, or if I want to rant on something like the, the naming of FST. Um, <laughs> Which will happen. So. Yes, <laughs> it does yeah. happen, I guarantee it. Um, but that's, that's about you know green tech, green living, and, uh, and you'll find that Sundays at uh, 1.10 Eastern uh, p.m. And, uh, and, and we hope to see you there. Thank you. Very good. And Patrick, what do you got going on during the holidays uh, now the Festivus is over? Yeah, so uh, uh, on the solstice, we had an interesting event with the Powerwalls. Yes. Um, because of the fun. storms happening, uh, it went into Stormwatch mode. But that was also the same day that we had a, a VPP, a virtual power plant event scheduled. So what happens when one thing says, I want to charge you to 100%, another thing says, I want you to drain and support the grid? Uh, well, if you want to find out, you can go to carswithcords.net. Oh, he's gonna leave us hanging. On the solstice. Yeah, you're gonna have to go check it out. <laughs> it's worth yeah. it. And, and he doesn't he doesn't bury it in the article. He tells you pretty much right up front, and then he explains it. So you don't, you know, if you're short on time. But it's a great read it all the way through. Cool. Thank you, Casey. Very good. Yeah, and then uh we've also had power outages here. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Um there were I think it was when I wrote the article, there was fifty thousand people that were out. And then when I finished the article, I looked again, it was up to eighty thousand. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna go update it. And the, uh, but then uh, after a couple hours later, I looked and there were a hundred thousand homes without power. Yeah. So uh, we between the the ice storm and then the wind storm, and um, I don't know if there was any vandalism. There were certainly some in Washington at that same time. Uh, I don't know if any of the outages here were were due to that vandalism or not. But uh, was that fanatics yeah, again? Or it, it, not it, it, it certainly couldn't help. Uh, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. They have. I hope Homeland Security is. In, I mean, I know they are investigating this, and they're trying to find out who's doing it. And I hope they catch those jerks, because that's. Just, if you die. cause an outage, we'll yeah, during winter, someone could die, or then they could be forced to try to drive in horrible conditions uh, to get to someplace safe, friends or family or whatever, and they could die. And you would be guilty of murder, in my opinion, if you caused an outage that caused people's death. So, uh, yeah, uh, um, anyway, uh, that's not a fun, happy note. Let's move on to better things. I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org. Check us out. And thanks. Back to you, Mark. Medical devices. I want to thank uh, just people no that are... Uh, sorry, go ahead, Casey. Oh, uh, yeah. Happy Dave brought up a good point. Die. 
Said, yeah, yeah some people are dependent on whatever machines to, to help them live their life. And if they lose power, they can't run that. Whatever it is, is some breathing apparatus or, or air purifier or whatever it may be. Yeah, lots of, lots of, yeah. And yeah, I just don't understand why anybody would do that too. You're not a, a functioning member of society if you somehow think this is going to help make something happen that, 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 that would be good. You're killing people. Right. Idiot, stop it. Right, like in uh, North Carolina, they killed a guy, and the show still went on with flashlights. We want to thank uh, our uh, chat room people. We got uh, Hockey D, uh, David, uh, Derek has joined us today. Um, oh yeah, one note. Hey, so 2023 is coming real fast. Put yeah. down in the notes uh, or in the chat what cool things you think are going to happen for Tesla next year. I'm I'm really curious what everybody thinks. And we should, uh, uh, next next show, we should talk about some of the stuff that the uh, viewers have suggested and, and see uh, what we think of all those. We will do it in 2023. That sounds great. Cool. All right, everyone. Thanks very much for joining us. We will see you all next year when we get together and find out what's happening in the Tesla life. Stay positive. Test negative. Thanks, Lee Moon. Oh, I like that, Derek. I, I like that. <laughs> Stocks will rise to 1,000. 